welcome to today's episode of The Property Pod. My name's Libby and today I'm joined by Gavin and Samantha from Scratch and Bland. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. Hello. And um, we're going to speak about transferring a property into a business and sort of the basics of that. So welcome to the podcast. Um, so tell me a bit about Scratch and Bland. So Scratch and Bland is a tax, uh, tax advisory and accounting practice uh, based in East Anglia. We have offices across uh, Ipswich, Colchester, Cambridge and Dis. And um, we've got a particular specialism in advising on tax issues uh, within the property sector. Okay, great. And what is meant by transferring a property into a business? Well, um, transferring a property into a business can mean transferring it into a partnership or a limited company. Um, and we're going to focus on the, the, sort of the, the latter um, today. Um, a limited company has got a separate legal personality, so putting a property into a limited company is essentially giving it a new owner um, that is subject to different tax rules, and, and that can you know, generate a lot of savings for, for property owners. Okay, great. And do you have to own a business first to be able to do this? No, um, you can just set up a... Anybody can set up a, a limited company. Um, and But obviously, you would only set it up if you intended to have assets transferred into it or operate a business okay great and what are the benefits of transferring property into a business Uh, well the main the main benefit is the fact that companies are subject to a lower rate of tax so corporation tax rates at the moment are 19 percent whereas individuals will pay income tax at either 20 or 40 or 45 percent um so so that's the main saving um also, the properties will be transferred into the company uh, at whatever they're worth on the date of transfer, their market value. And that means that the company will um, owe the individual uh, payment for those properties, which creates um, a pool of money in the company that then can be extracted tax-free. Um, there's other advantages as well. Individuals, uh, Individual landlords don't get full uh, tax relief on their mortgage interest payments, whereas companies do. So that can generate further savings. Okay, great. And are there any disadvantages to the process? Um, the main disadvantages are, um, the main sort of cost of incorporating are, are twofold. Capital gains tax, um, potentially, and also stamp duty land tax. If you have a property that has increased in value substantially since you bought it, um, you might have bought it for £200,000 and it's now worth £500,000. Um, um, by transferring it to the limited company, that will generate a tax bill um, on the gain. So in that case, there would be tax payable by the individual on that £300,000 profit. Mm-hmm. And what are the disadvantages? Uh, well, the main costs of incorporating a, a property or a number of properties um, are twofold. There's a potential capital gains tax cost and also there'll be a stamp duty land tax cost. Um If you bought a property for, uh, let's say, £200,000 and at the date you transfer it into the company, it's worth £500,000, for example, the individual who is um, transferring the property will have to pay um, capital gains tax on that increase of £300,000 and that can be quite expensive. So there's also a cost for the company in acquiring that property because the company will pay stamp duty land tax um, and where you transfer property to a company, the um, assessable consideration is the market value of the properties. And with stamp duty rates ranging from uh, 3% all the way up to 
15% for property investors, this could result in quite a significant cost. Mm -hmm. However, there are reliefs that can be claimed, such as multiple dwellings relief, which can significantly reduce this cost. Or alternatively, if you have um, rental flats that, that also are within a building which has a commercial property, then it's possible that non-residential rates uh, can be paid. Or similarly, if you're transferring at least six flats in one transaction, you can claim non-residential treatment, which results in a lower rate. Okay, great. We should probably also mention there are additional sort of admin costs of running a company. And we would usually estimate those at around about sort of 1000 to £1,500 a year. Or... Yeah. Oh, okay. And I think just to add as well, I think um, given the uh, rapidly increasing uh, mortgage rates at the moment, that's something to bear in mind as well, because uh, many individuals will have existing mortgage deals that they will not want to disturb. Um, and so uh, transferring property into a company could result in having to refinance those deals and maybe not securing uh, as good a rate, interest rate as they may have currently. It all depends on how far they are into their existing mortgage deal. Um, having said that, with increased mortgage rates, there's a greater focus upon making sure you get tax relief for the interest that's paid. So it's a case of really see, really looking at each case very specifically because what might be the best result for one might not be the best result for another. Mm, okay. And is there a recommended number of properties that you should own before transferring property into a business? Uh, no, I mean, there's no hard and fast rule. I mean, as Gavin was just saying, you have to look at it on a case-by-case -case basis and it really is just a case of crunching the numbers. It might be the case that you own just one property that you've purchased quite recently that's generating a large amount of rental income and it could make, um, you know, there could be substantial savings on transferring just one property. It could be that you own 50 properties uh, and the mortgage interest rates are going up and you want to maximise the relief. Um, or it could be that some of those are standing at a very big capital gain that we talked about earlier. Um, and so it might make sense to leave some of them outside um, of, of the company. It really has to be looked at on a case by case basis. Mm, OK. And do you need an accountant to undertake your bookkeeping and accountancy um, once your property is owned as a business? Uh, obviously, we'd like to say yes, because yeah. <laughs> but, but the honest answer is not necessarily. Um, it depends how complex it is and it depends how confident the individual is in dealing, dealing with their affairs. I, I think it's fair to say that most landlords uh, do, do appoint a professional advisor, though. OK. And how can Scratch and Bland help people to transfer their properties into a business? I think firstly, you know, we'd be looking at making sure people are fully advised on the tax consequences of shifting property into a company because um you know the cost the cost of doing that is a really fundamental point before you can actually make that decision that you want to transfer the properties or whether that is the right thing uh, for an individual to do um, once that decision has been made we can then liaise with the solicitor involved um, just so that we can provide input as needed during the process mm -hmm. And do businesses still have to pay stamp duty? Yes. So as I mentioned earlier, um, a company acquiring property uh, will generally pay stamp duty land tax uh, on acquisition, which has to be paid within 14 days of completion of the acquisition. So that's definitely something that has to be thought of in advance so that there's enough time to 
um, budget for that and also to make sure that any reliefs that are available are claimed. Mm-hmm. And what happens to the profits from rent received or from selling a property? So once the property is in the company, any rental income that comes in or if they sell the property, any profits from the sale will sit in the company. The company will pay tax on, on those profits um, and whatever's left is then available for the shareholder of the company to, to take out. Now, there's d- several different ways they can take the money out, either as loan repayments uh, in, t- in relation to the original transfer, um, as interest payments on, on that loan, as salary or as dividends. And we would look at, at the individual's particular circumstances, what, what other income they have, uh, sort of to, to come up with some remuneration planning to work out the best, uh, the most efficient way for them to get the money out. Um, or if they don't need the money, they can leave the money in the company to, to just build up over time and, and take it out at a later date. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Um, well, that's great. Thanks so much for coming onto the podcast. You guys have been really great. And um, for all you guys at home, if you did enjoy this episode, please don't forget to like, share and subscribe and we'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.